the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Back from the Big D, Shane Madison was out of town training because he does not believe in Winnipeg training. Did you miss me? I did. I did see a video in the last week of you in the Winnipeg training ring. This has got to be a first for you. You don't believe in Winnipeg well, training. The funny thing is, is that, so I went down to the training center just to, you know, do a couple things or Shake whatever. Shake some rust. But like everybody thought there was a video that was posted from my good friend, Carter Chen. Who Ever, was there? He was there. He came down. But everybody thought that I brought my own personal guy to document it. I said, I just told Carter, hey, if you want to come down Get in the ring. Maybe you do a little bit of... Like, Start to get to know like, some of the guys. We'll do, but we'll do something with, with, with you in the ring. So then I get in the ring, and I just start messing around a little bit. And then Carter like puts together this pretty nice video and puts it out there and just kind of puts me over. So now everybody's going to think, oh, Shane Madison's bringing his own personal guy down there to... Well, I'm going to tell you, you were, over. you were at the risk of making the Rumble to remember the Shane Madison show. I would hate to be Ultimo Dragon. It's the Shane Madison effect. Yeah. CWE is experiencing it. I have heard the Shane Madison effect somewhere before. Maybe it was in a text exchange with you and me. I'm going to use it. All right. It's a real thing. We are going to get back to the CWE in a second, but we have to go back a couple weeks. Remember that whole CNWEA debacle? Gary Wolf got flown to town. Money didn't get paid. Gary Wolf decided he was just going to cut a promo, shook Louie's hand. More and more comes out about this, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm frustrated, Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't because I shouldn't care. I got reached out to by Louie about two weeks ago saying, do you want Rob Steele on the podcast? And I said yes. I remember this. And you guys were not as crazy about it as I thought it was old news, but yeah. okay, it's go not on. old news. It's not now because yeah. there's something wrong here. So I said yes. <laughs> and then in la- before Steve Stryker was on the show last week, I tried to reach back out with Louie mm-hmm. and get this done so I could get ten minutes with Rob. That's all I really need. Nothing. You haven't talked to Louie? I did. I've traded message with him today. Trying to get him, trying to get this done because I want Rob to answer some questions. I tried to call Rob Steele today. You have his number. Apparently, I have his phone number. I called, and left a message. He texted back. If it is his number, yeah. if it is Rob Steele, he said, "Who's this?" I go, "It's Shane Madison from Winnipeg." Is this Rob Steele? No, no answer. response yet. So Louis stonewalls and <laughs> says, "Rob's gone underground. He's going to relaunch running in a studio." And it's going to be on Christian TV. Has he ever ran a show? I don't know. I know. Like, Louis, Louis, an actual show, been, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's I just want to pause two, that for There's a been two shows in Winnipeg. The last one was an unmitigated disaster. Gary Wolf went on Facebook about a couple days ago. I traded some responses with him, which he has deleted. And there's a reason for that. I know there is. They're I believe get into he's it. working it. I don't believe... See... He says he has texts and his lawyer. Okay, you're going to file a lawsuit against a Canadian? Go file that in Philadelphia or New Jersey, wherever you're from. It won't It won't matter. Are Florida. you going to file it in Alberta, where he's from? Because mm-hmm. that's the only way you have a shot at collecting. If you file in Manitoba, where you were wronged, Gary's not, er, Rob's not from here. He won't have to pay. But wait a second. How was he wronged? He didn't render any services besides a promo. Oh, if I get on a plane believing I'm getting paid. For and sure. I don't have a hotel and I don't get paid, I was wrong. But he was given, my understanding is he was given something. My understanding. An appearance fee of some kind. Well, what happened, Rob Stardom immediately worked on the local collectibles guys and they all agreed. They chipped in a little bit. Yeah, Curtis said, which is very nice of row. them. And uh, I think it was Mike Mission at Misfit, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they bought some gimmicks yep. so that Gary made enough money, probably 
as much as he would have made if he'd stayed home and did an yeah. indie shot. I don't know. I, that's disrespectful to say. But Gary then got to the venue, and I believe Louis gave him $60 or something. Something. He gave him a token mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then Gary decided, I'm not appearing. Yeah. And then he cut a promo that was not very good and a shot on a guy nobody knew about except for us <laughs> talking about Rob Steele. Nobody knows who Rob Steele is. Well, did I tell you what, did you see what Rob Steele and I talked about on Facebook there? You, you and Gary Wolf. Or me and Gary Wolf, yes. Yeah, you did, and Gary did, Wolf. Did you see it? I saw your, you, you kind of, uh, you kind of said, well, what about Louie? Yeah, I basically said, I responded to Rob, uh, Gary Wolf's message basically and I said, well, hold on a second here. My understanding is the promoter in Winnipeg was Louie. Rob Steele might have been the guy kind of, I don't know, like orchestrating or overseeing the yeah. entire promotion. But what was it Gary who said he talked to Rob? He had texts with Rob. Right. And Rob had said that he gave Louie all the money to pay Gary. Yeah. Which I don't believe. No, I believe that's probably a miss. Right. I, I believe that there was probably, a, I don't know. But here's what I believe Rob might have said, Rob Steele. He might have said, Louis has the money from the local tickets to pay you, mm. which would have been the mo- the tickets that stand sold, right? There was $300 pretty close mm. that went to venue rental, <laughs> <laughs> right? I believe that might be where the miscommunication okay, happened. I see. And I think Gary is trying to turn it that this was a guarantee of money. I do understand at some point Rob Steele did say, I will send you money. Yes, he did. After the event. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he didn't do that. And that was what, September 30th, I believe. And I believe it was a significant amount of money. Like it was like $700 or might've been. Yeah. It might, Gary tried to say, I normally get $1,500. No, you don't. And I'll do it. I'll do it as a favor for seven. I don't believe he gets seven. No, I think you can cut that in half again. And yeah, I think I was going to say like five, maybe. I maybe? don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, five's I, a stretch. But like, I would be surprised be if generous. he gets a multiple. Uh, I would be. Uh, he's probably worth three hundred bucks, and I, that's being nice. I bet you there's a lot of weekends where he's showing up for a hundred and a half. Yeah, and I'm sorry to be sound disrespectful. I have a lot of respect for Gary. Wolf. Yeah, it's not, but it's he was on TV when twenty eight years a, ago when he was announced as the name. I knew this was a. This was a train wreck. Of course. He's not going to draw. He's not going to be happy. Where would they even come up with this name? Somebody sent a Facebook message <laughs> like, and got what? a... Re- I think the way that Louis and Rob did it, because remember, they thought they had Chavo Guerrero at one point. Oh, yes. And Chavo was going to come in for like, I think it was like $250 yes. American. And he was going to do our podcast for free. And <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I looked at it and I knew right away that is not... Right. Because I have Chavo on my social media yeah. and I knew... Somebody was catfishing Louis. Yeah, yeah, and they believe it because they right. don't know any better. No. So I think they send out a whole slew of different to different talent, and then they got a deal where Gary Wolf, and I bet you it was a, a reasonable amount of money that mm. they were getting him for. And Gary was supposedly a Christian, because remember okay. I had said that I would put him up in my house, but I wanted to guarantee he wasn't going to, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not going there because it, it's bad. Anyway, let's put a bow on this. Yeah. I think there's two sides of the story. Yes. Rob Steele, if you want to come on the podcast, yep. we got 10 minutes for you. Not even. Yep. I want answers. Or call me back. I yes. left him my phone number. He can send me a text message. Louis. 10 is, minutes of Louis too. We'll Louis have an update next week if there is one. Is so, he. I'm going to hold him accountable. Yep. He might be my friend. You're out of the business and you're going to go into gospel music. Okay, then get out of the business and go into gospel music. Stop emailing me telling me that Rob might yep. do the podcast. Stop trying to be to try to put deals together, you're either in or you're out. In six months, he'll send an email basically saying, I'm not going to care about what I'm going to do my own thing in wrestling. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to announce just, dates. Yeah. yeah that's a, and, that's what he does. It's an don't, endless Don't do it. Cycle. Don't do it. Never run again. And, now. And wrestlers out there, never don't accept a booking. Exactly. If you this. accept a booking. Ridiculous. If, if player one is one of your main guys, you know, you have a bad show. If you have credibility or you want credibility, mm-hmm. do not put your name on this show. And yes, I'm talking about the one guy with credibility on that show. But let's move along. Yes. What's we've next? We've already killed it. Um, I, there's a current debate going on locally. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I want to touch on this right away. There's been some talk of Golden Boy Championship Wrestling, which I don't believe is going to happen. In or January, s- right? Yeah. Or somebody else is going to announce a date. That might be you. What 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 are you up to <laughs> Stop now? There. What percentage? 
I'm not saying. It's increased since five. We might be up to six this week. Six. Six? Okay. All the custom-made championship belt is in town. I'm it's, not going to say what that is It's upstairs. Or why. We just had a look but at it. But if an 18-foot ring should happen to come to Winnipeg, let me tell you, I will be the guy that ordered it. But He's at 15%. I yeah. Stop. Now, I heard right <laughs> away that people said, oh, Robbie Royce said it, Scott Carnegie said it. With the same crew? Right. Like it's a law of diminishing effects. Yeah. What is going to happen when? Another startup happens, and I believe it'll happen. It is not going to be on the talent. The talent should, if if we're, it's, they all wanted, remember, I was an advocate for exclusivity. They all said, well, Mike's trapped 12 years in the past. He doesn't get it. You're out of touch. Everyone should work everywhere. (laughs) And now that a new promoter might come up and say, I'm running. And then they're going to say, oh, well, it's too much. And we're not talking about Golden Boy either. You want... If you want an open playing field where everybody works everywhere, then guess what happens? It's the promoter who does the best work and the most work and markets the best that will shine the best and have the chance to make money. It will dilute. It will dilute the fan base a little bit. Mm-hmm. But guess who's going to pay the price for that? Primos. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to survive with a new player in town, I would say, I would guess. CWE would have to change the way they market. And I know that's tough for you to say right now no. because of your current hey, situation. Hey, listen, we got to call them as we see them. But here. they've been around 13 years, and I have accused them, rightfully or wrongfully, of always marketing only to their base and not expanding their market mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. The only one that expands their market properly is, at this point, WPW. They have brand new fans every time they put a ticket on sale. So, and again, like you said, using a lot of the same guys. Yeah. So it's like their approach is maybe working a little bit better than this other approach. So... But the common denominator is the same guy. So yeah. what are they doing better? Better is the right word. You have to ask yourself that. It's a different offering. Yep. Whatever it is. Sure. Now, let me say something. If somebody else came to the playing field, whether that's Golden Boy or anybody else, they would have to do what nobody else is doing except for maybe WPW. And that's have a market plan and strategy before you go to before you go to the market. And if you do that, you have a shot even with the exact same roster because there will be a time where a better producer, a better promoter and a better and a better overall presentation will win. And that's probably happening in the near future. And I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Maybe you bring a carload of guys up from Minnesota too, some different guys. But that's what WPW already but does. Bring some different guys. Like yeah. there are, there's lots of guys in the Midwestern United States that want to work that bring are bring MRB that are good. The other problem is though. <laughs> I come the on. The other problem is <laughs> if you run Fridays and Saturdays, yeah. your access to the talent is shrinks because there's so much going on, but it Fair. can be done. It will be interesting to see what politics happen if a new player comes up, mm-hmm. because there will be pressure put on Cheeks, on Chad Daniels. Hey guys, eventually you got to make a choice here. I was an advocate for exclusivity a year ago, and everyone said I was insane. Now you're going to see the promoters try to get protection. They're going to try to protect their brand by going for exclusivity, and it will not work. Now. Let's talk about Primos. They've announced a date at the Pyramid Cabaret, November 23rd. It's a Thursday. It's still a... It's still is that, a really? Is yeah. It, that's what day it is, eh? It's, I think okay. if... The, check if that's American Thanksgiving. It, it is. Might be, it, it is. is? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm in the U.S. Yeah. at that time. I'll be in Orlando. Okay, so they're going to have a heck of a time getting an American talent to come up. So it's going to be a local show because Americans, they take Thanksgiving pretty big. How about their last show? Drew didn't draw well. Was that in um, Broken Lodge? No, Brokenhead. or Brokenhead? Yeah, yeah Brokenhead. Broken, Broken, brawl, in, brawl in Brokenhead. Okay, so what happened at Brokenhead? Was it didn't look good on the video that I saw. Tough market. Everyone has always thought if you run if you run an indigenous community, it's easy, and it's not. Are they going to pull the pin? No, Primos. Mm-mm. Do you think? Remember, that- we had a lunch with a highly influential wrestling guy, and he yes, said, we did. It, and he said it best: the guy is living his dream. He doesn't care. It does, it's not about quality, it's about his dream. And that's what he was saying about Graham Keem. That's true. And he is 100% right. Yep. Graham Keem gets to live his dream, and he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. If he loses $300, big deal. If he loses a $700, big deal. I said last week, mm-hmm. stop thinking about making $200. Yeah. Think about if you have to absorb a loss, how do you do that to gain credibility? In your, If you have no credibility, it doesn't matter if you profit. So what do you have to do to gain the credibility of the marketplace? You might have to take a loss to move to a venue that people respect. Yep. I think people respect the Pyramid Cabaret as a venue, but it's too small for wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of a neat neat concept, neat idea, an yeah. intimate 
maybe spot. like maybe a twice a year thing to but run. But it only but holds a like, hundred. What are you gonna but, do? And like I saw that video that you sent me. I, I finally got around to watching it. Man, it is it is badly lit. Yeah, it is terrible. Because the aesthetics it's lit in there. for the stage. It's a punk not, rock club. Yeah, yeah, it's not lit for the for the viewing area. Like, and how, that's, how hard would it be to put a couple of lights on the but, ring? I'm like, sure that that's what he's gonna have to do next geez. time. Okay, so my thought is pyramids. Er, sorry. Primo's is going to exist because he's living his dream. So they're not going nowhere. So let's talk about Broken End. What is the number one thing a promoter should not do? Put yourself on the poster. He's front and center. He's in the centerpiece of that poster. And I don't know if he told the graphic designer to do that. <laughs> but let's be honest. If you do that, you're promoting yourself ahead of the brand. Even if you are promoting the brand and you think you're a major part of that brand, do not do it. Because the optics are terrible. Because a guy like me is going to say he's promoting himself at the expense of somebody else. And unless you have five marketable wrestlers that people look at and go, oh, he's going to be there. Oh, he's going to be there. If you don't have five, stick to one thing you want to market as the most important piece. CWE has figured that out. Look at the Ultimo Dragon graphic. It is mm -hmm. Ultimo Dragon. It's not eight guys and Ultimo Dragon. Yep. It's Ultimo Dragon. Stick to what you want to market. But Primo's, the only two guys I think that have exclusivity there are Moses Luke and Tyler James. Is there anybody else? Billy Blaze? He mm -hmm. just works. I'm pretty sure yeah, and he books okay. it. And yeah. Adam Knight, because well, yeah, Adam well, Knight still works for Candelo, but. Okay, so there's four guys that are but pretty I much exclusively Primo's. I wouldn't worry about that. If I if I'm going to be Primo's, what is going to what it gives you the best chance to sell tickets? Player one? No, <laughs> zero. There's not one. Per if they're not going to be excited hey, when they see him when they go to the show. I invite you to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> if you are a wrestling fan who goes and buys a ticket because you are excited to see player one and you are not related to the man, send me a note and I will apologize next week. But do not. Do you make a mistake? Mm -hmm. Promote the number one thing that can sell the most tickets. You have only so much space to work with. Every promoter has gotten that wrong in their day. I've gotten it wrong before, so anyway. Primos is November twenty third. What date is Tony Candelo running? Tony November to remember. So question. Here's terrible a, name. Here's another question. People. Tony Candelo's running on Thursday, November the sixteenth. Are you sure it's not Tuesday the fourteenth? Positive. It's can the sixteenth. It's Chris? the night before. So Tony's Rumble, November to remember is the night before the Rumble to remember. And I know there's a little Ugh. bit of heat on some of the guys who are working on that show. Who's working? Bobby Schink? I think the name I've heard is Schink and Stardom. A little bit of heat on those guys for working on that show the night before. Well, it could create confusion because the name is very similar. Well, exactly. But like I just thought, you know, I don't know if it's me, if I was approached on that show, and I'm not going to say I was or wasn't, my response would very simply be, hey, you know what? For me, I'm in a different situation. It would take the specialness out of myself at yeah. the Rumble. So one, I wouldn't do it. Two, it's I would tell Tony, hey, man, this is a little bit too close to the name as far as the, the show the next night. So I'm going to sit this one out uh, just out of respect for the promoters. I'm sure if the shoe was on the other foot, you would appreciate that. I actually don't have anything. I'm on Tony Cattell's page right now. And Check all, all TCW on Facebook. Okay. I know for sure it's the night before. It's all, Thursday. All, all he's got on his page right now is literally a status update, TCW. No, no. no. There's <laughs> two pages. Check it's, the other one. It's, it's Thursday night, November 16th. Okay. I know for sure. So here's what I'm going to say about this. Uh, I guarantee you Tony didn't realize that Danny's show was Rumble to Remember because Tony has a very narrow sight of how do I sell what I need to sell on my show to make money. Right. Um, completely different November to remember is an ECW name I wouldn't have touched it because it's it's not even a good name no it's not even creative but it's an ECW name that was pretty famous it, it is the 16th it is 16th yeah. okay so it is the night before thank you for being right about thanks, that thanks tips yeah thank you as Sean Brown would say now for Tony I love Tony and I want it to be very successful yeah. but you use Adam Knight and you know what I think about Adam Knight Tony you shouldn't use him nice and, poster yeah yeah nice poster Bobby Schink is one of Tony's boys. There's a guy that really could have used being loyal to the WPW at one point. What? Yeah, like where does he go now? I think he doubles down on his gimmick and tries to win back the fan support and the booker support from WPW. If I were him, I would say, hey, I've made mistakes, and obviously you guys made me a star, and I want to be on your brand, and let's rebuild me, and I'll be a little smart. Well, let me rephrase that because he's going to be offended by me saying, be no, smart. no, you're right. You be a I'm going to be a little business. bit more selective with how I yeah. do business when right. I'm a champion. I'm that. not going to be showing up on other local shows. 
you're probably not going to get, they're not going to trust you as their champion again. No offense to Bobby Shink, but hey, eight payoffs for, let's say you're making $60 is is it worth what you had in terms of fan respect and being the top guy for the top show? And again, if local wrestlers, if you're doing this to make money to support yourself, you need to really reevaluate your career path. Well, but the problem is in a case like Shink, he is trying to get somewhere. And How old do you think he is? Under 30, maybe 30. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I've never thought about how Do you old think he has a shot to go anywhere? He had dark match with WWE. Did he do anything with AEW? I don't think so. No. Um, I, I, you know, I think his look could be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of guys like his work. So I, I, here's what I'll say. He is chasing something, mm-hmm. and that is why he may be putting wrestling ahead of getting a job that pays better. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Yeah, I've sure. Seen it, I've seen it a lot. But I will say this about him. When you, when you are the champion of the, of a, if you were champion of CWE and they're not running this weekend, do not work for their competitor in the market. Get a booking three hours, yeah. four hours away so that you can, res- you keep the respectability on yourself. He is 22. What? Uh, born, Are you kidding? Born He's... in 1992, according to his Facebook page. 92 would make him 30, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. 30, 30. <laughs> yeah. I did. 92 makes him 30 or 31. Yeah. yeah 31. Okay. Okay. He'd be 31 ish. Okay. okay. But okay. On, that's the last on Shink. He's yeah. one of Tony's guys. I wish Tony nothing but success. Yeah, and we're sure. going to have Tony on the <laughs> sorry, show before the event to talk about it, to know what he want, what his vision is. But Adam Knight is, if you think what Adam Knight did was right, you and I are on different ends of the spectrum. I, I just think Tony's so out of it with respect to the loop on some of that stuff. I don't think he has any idea. No, he's it, it, he has no idea Danny's running the next exactly. night. Exactly. Uh, nor does he care. The people that come to the show are never going to go to a WPW show. Never going to go to a CWE. They're show. going to support Tony. Right. He's got some. He's got his little community that goes to his shows and they buy their tables and you know and that yep. works for him. So now let's talk about CWE. And the Rumble to remember. Yeah. I believe that this is a, a coming out party for the Mecca Shane Madison. I believe you have become a key component to the CWE brand. Now, I will say this before I throw it to you. I believe that they would have sold this show out no matter what. Because they mm-hmm. sold a lot. They pretty close. I think they pretty much sold out the Mountie show. I think Ultimo Dragon's a great star. Mm-hmm. Their venue holds 300? 400 they can get. They're actually reconfiguring that venue they're going to move around. The, there's, the staging is going to be removed. Um, they're reconfiguring it. They're basically doing what WWE did for Survivor Series. They're downsizing the entrance. Way. Okay, so I would worry that when they decide to go to 400, that it will not be a comfortable venue to be in. Mm-hmm. That's one problem. That's just my opinion. Okay, so let's say 400. Yep. Good. They'll sell out 400. Yep, no problem. They probably could have sold out. I think you have a factor where you would have up the tickets by upwards of 150 to 200 between you and Carter Chen. Now, my personal photographer and videographer, there Carter you go. Chen. Now, <laughs> then if you win the rumble, which is seems to be when the way I win the rumble, yeah, there seems to be the way the booking is going. I would say, then you go to the anniversary and the main events, probably draw another big house. So maybe that's where Danny decides, Hey, I'm going to take my home run shot and prove that I can do the same thing that WPW does. I think Danny as a promoter has to rethink his whole vision of the Winnipeg marketplace. He's got momentum because he's drawing better than he's used to. And this is a time where strike while the iron is hot. Yep. The business is really hot. He's got something he can sell. This is the time to go for it. Now, one thing he does not so right, same thing I just said about Primos, but he sometimes will release posters that have six guys on the poster. Stick to selling the one or two things. And then don't put the two things on the same poster that, that are marketable. Put out two different posters. Put out two different graphics. Come to the show because Ultimo Dragon's going to be on the show and announce who he's going to wrestle. It should be Mentalo. Then put Shane Madison's quest to win the Rumble to remember. And that one, you might be able to do a collage because it's a 50-man Rumble. But if you confuse what you're trying to send to the marketplace, you'll confuse the results of what you will get. That's what I think. But you are a big part of that brand right now. Do you want to comment on it? It's awkward for you, I'm sure. No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, comment on the poster situation? No, or just... on the current situation that Danny finds himself in. Well, I think, you know, to be honest, I think uh, I'll just pat myself on the back. I think he's very lucky to have me. I think, <laughs> I think he understands that. 
Um, I think it's going to move the needle, and I think we have some really cool things planned. Was that your goal going in? Was to move the needle, or was it you were you had the opportunity? You knew you still physically could do it. Honestly, I never thought I would ever come back and do wrestling. I honestly never thought I would. Um, But it's just, I was just I started kind of thinking about it in June, and you know we've the three of us have talked about it. And then I just was kind of, okay, like I looked at a list of things that I would need to kind of check off to make sure I could still do it because I don't want to go and embarrass myself. Again, I'm not going to be one of these guys who just decides the day of, oh, I'm going to go show up at the show and wear a T-shirt and a pair of cargo pants and get in the rumble. Like, I don't do that. Like, there's some preparation. I approach this as a, as a, you know, as a sporting event. There's some training that's involved, right? So I don't just show up. Um, so that's the reason why I went down to training and, and tried some of these things and asked a bunch of people and asked around. And I just think ultimately I can still physically do this. I can't do this forever, but while I'm here and things are, there hasn't been a reason, like I said, in my, in my last promo, they've been asking me to come back for 10 years. It's not me saying, Hey, can I come back? Like it's, that's not what's happening here. Uh, like they need me more than I need them. Yeah. Um, so, but there's a reason. There's a couple guys that I kind of have my eye on, and I think they're missing a little something. And I'm going to get that little something out of them, or at least try to. To summarize, the time is right for you. The time is right for them. And I'll say this. In three in the last three months, what you've done to your body in preparation, you look amazing. Oh, I've lost 18 pounds. Yeah, you, you, know? you look ready to go. I'm taking it seriously, right? I mean, and it's just like, I, you know, I'm older now, like, you know, but like, like like I said in the promo, I'm not a nostalgia act. I'm here. I'm going to be going on a little bit of a run here. We're going to have some fun. And I think, honestly, when it's all said and done, when we look back at it, I think people are going to look back and go, hmm, that was pretty cool. Yep. And I hope they enjoyed themselves. 18 pounds and you look five years younger. Um, what are we at for time, Producer Chris? 25, 26 minutes. Last note I'll have about local wrestling is Robbie Royce got out of the hospital this week. Yes. Um s- Seems to be doing better. Uh, it's a long road to recovery. But he, how long was he in the hospital? Six oh, weeks? Gosh, it was Five a weeks? long time. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. Um, you know, he's, he had some visitors and stuff. But, I mean, he's out. He's I, I guess they've, they've got these antibiotics that they were treating him with. And, I mean, I'm not sure how it's all going to shake out for him. But, I mean, it was, when I went to see him, it wasn't a, a good situation. He wasn't in a good headspace and just, you know, being cooped up in the hospital bed would just drive me absolutely insane. So it's good to see these out. Um, I mean, I think I had a long talk with him. He's, you know, he's past the, I'm coming back. Like he knows that's not happening, um, which is nice. Right. Um, so let's just focus on getting healthy and then see where that takes him. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about, Ric Flair, we'll talk about Impact Wrestling going back to TNA. There's plenty to talk about. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B E. E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. Our friends at Impact Wrestling realized that their old name was better than their new name, and they decided, let's just go back. Sure. I think it's an interesting choice. Timing's interesting. I believe it's part of a bigger play, but Total Nonstop Action comes back in January, and it's a great... I think the brand needed it, because I think Impact is a little too generic for a wrestling company name. Yeah, it's a good name for a show, not a name for a promotion. Yeah, for a weekly TV show, it's not bad. But the funny thing is is that they got rid of TNA because they thought had a lot of stank on it. And it did at the time. And then, you know, then they went to Impact and they went to Global Force for a little while. Then they went back back to Impact. 
Then they went just to GFW. Then they went back to Impact. And they went through all these things. That was in that terrible transition year where Anthem took over. Yep. Believed in Jeff Jarrett. Yep. That failed. Then they went to Don and Scott who, and then Don screwed off to, to AEW. Scott has done one thing immensely well for seven years. Mm-hmm. Stabilize it. Yeah. Save it. Then build it. Yeah. And then, so, but it's funny though, the longer something has gone away, you start to think of it more fondly. Yeah. Right? So that's exactly what happened. And I like the fact that TNA Wrestling is back in yep. January with their hard to kill pay-per-view. I think it's a great move. A um, couple of things. Nobody knew that that announcement was coming. None of the boys knew in the back. Uh, the first thing that they were asking about is the six-sided ring coming back. No, that's happening. not. It's not coming back. The reason for that is, is because they do a lot of, when they take the show on the road, um, say if they go to Vegas, they use Delo's ring. That's a four-sided ring. So they don't want to have, like they can use rings in different markets, so they don't have to bring the ring all the time. Plus that six-sided ring, obviously you had two more posts. It's a death trap because it's way stiffer. It's yeah. too awkward to yeah to maneuver in. Too. Yeah, so I, I think maybe, who knows, they might maybe throw it out there for like a certain show or something. They have that in their back pocket. But hey, TNA Wrestling, I like it. I think it's a lot better than Impact. Something I loved is Scott Demore acknowledged the Jarrett's and Dixie Carter yep. in, in giving credit. Mm-hmm. Dixie Carter does not get the credit she deserves. I will tell you this. If you look at the history of Dixie Carter and the history of Tony Khan, I don't think Dixie's that bad. I think Dixie... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think Dixie... Yep. She all, saved it. Yeah, and they all... Or her dad did. They always had viewers. They always had... A, up until they blew the Spike deal, they always had a base mm-hmm. of viewers who wanted the alternative from WWE. Mm-hmm. I liked TNA going to yep. Fargo or you Grand and I Fox. used to always watch the pay per views. Remember glory, yes. all the time? Yeah, it was a good brand. It was the underdog brand, and Dixie never ever thought it was a smart idea to sh- to crap on WWE. She never took her shots at Vince. She never took her shots mm-hmm. at their at their business because she knew. She wanted whatever part of the market, whether it was 2% or 5%, yeah. she wanted that, and she didn't want to alienate people. And I think Tony Khan could learn from that. For imp, for TNA, I believe this is a bigger move. I believe that in January, after yep. at the show where they go to TNA, they're going to announce starting on this date, we're on this TV network, and it will be an upgrade from, from Access. Mom's the word on that, too. Nobody knows what's going on except probably Scott. But yeah. if you look at it, if they're... New name. They're going back to TNA. There's a little bit of buzz now. They're gonna they're gonna anchor the company around, you know, maybe eight guys. Then the rest of the people are gonna be on kind of per show deals, which I think is a really smart move. Tony could take a page out of that Absolutely. book for sure. Go smaller, but but keep your key players right. And then now here's the other thing: CM Punk back in the news again. Can you talk about with it? with TNA. But listen though, it is the timing. I'm just throwing it out there. Is the timing? Right, because punk, you know, there's a little bit of buzz. If they get on a bigger station, the name is brought back. Could that be an option? If, he was at the TVs. If CM Punk can't get a deal with WWE, and I believe he can't, then he needs... Can't get a ticket to Survivor Series. Then he needs <laughs> TNA more than TNA needs him. But also, does punk do it like... Is it too much of a step back for him? No. No. I will tell you this. Scott Demore runs that company more like older, like old school where young talent conforms to the old way and new way. There's heat with Scott and Punk. Okay, you'll tell me why in a second or you'll... Uh, maybe favor. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but... It's it's apparently all good now. The it's way squashed. it would be is, hey, if you're a sensitive young talent, you're going to have the right to be sensitive but it's still run the way the wrestling business is, as opposed to the Tony Khan way, where yeah. if you're a young, sensitive talent, you can push back, and yep. the the old guard is getting, you know, fired, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I think Scott knows how to run wrestling the way it was in today's landscape. Tony Khan doesn't understand what it was and doesn't understand today's landscape. Right. He's out, out there. I believe the time is right for Punk to do a deal, but... Also, it depends on what the network is. I would love to see, because they have the streaming and they have the network, if they could get a deal with Paramount Plus, which is what Spike used to be. Mm -hmm. 
and they can even use you know the references to Spike as part of Paramount Plus. I don't know if Paramount Plus would touch wrestling, but it would be nice if if TNA is the brand that would be on Paramount Plus. It's going to be super. And I, I'm very excited for what TNA does. Yeah, you know, I think it's I, I think it's. And again, they're changing everything. The yeah. entranceway, the cosmetics, the aesthetic. I mean, we talked about WWE being overproduced, looking too sanitized. Yep. So if they make it a little more gritty, update their presentation, I think it's going to be really good for the show. In this day and age, if you have capital, like money, and you can't get a deal with a broadcaster or a streaming platform that pays what it costs to be on, I you're doing you're in the wrong business. NWA with CW. That is apparently an eight-show uh The reality show trial. is eight-show trial. I don't think anyone's that I've talked to thinks that CW thing with NWA is going to amount to anything. That will be the kiss of death for Billy Corgan. Yeah. Like, he will not survive that. Yeah. If, if that does not have national appeal, they can get away with it being a late Saturday afternoon time slot. They can get away with it being a Sunday afternoon time slot after the NFL. But there's so much syndication too, though, right? On they, the CW? Yeah. They, so, like, it could be all over the place. CW has the live golf contract, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So, sure. they, so they might be trying to position into pro sports using mm-hmm. live golf, using NWA wrestling. But I don't think it's going to be Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. Maybe they would benefit going late night on Monday after Raw, yeah. wherever that's going to end up. The TV landscape with wrestling is so confusing and so different. Yeah. And so, like, but I think in, uh, TNA right now has the chance to be the big player. They've had the best year for growth. PCO staying. Yes. Backed up the Brinks truck. Oh, really? He's staying Did now. it cost a lot, do you think? Uh, they upped the money. Yeah, they up the money, but there's also going to be some people leaving uh, TNA, minor players, which we can't really name names here. But there's going to be a couple people exiting the company. There's always going to be people exiting. Yeah, um, TNA just because of the nature of the way the the business works. All elites going to show interest. There's more shows. There's more money. WWE will say, okay, we can get you through to NXT. There's always going to be. Eric Young's the interesting one because mm-hmm. he left WWF the WWE the last time to go because he didn't want to be around Vince. Vince is gone. Maybe Eric Young exercises an out clause from, from TNA and goes back. But Eric Young is very important to the yeah. TNA branding because yeah. he was there, same with Saban and Shelly. Kazarian. Yeah, they have to be big parts of this because they're the tieback. The anchors. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't see Bound for Glory yet. but Bees I, for Glee. Bees for Glee, but I do want to see it. And actually, how about that match that uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and Will Ospreay? Mike Bailey is... The unsung hero of the team. great great lid on that guy. <laughs> his look isn't the best, but his work is. He is under the radar, one mm. of the best in the business right now. Will Osprey is one of the best in the business, and I noticed him and Scott Demore flirt on on Twitter. And I, it's not the other thing; it's Twitter. And I think if if TNA could get Osprey even on a six month deal or a yep. one year deal, share him with yep. with New Japan. That's the guy. I love watching him work. He's his, incredible. His, yeah. But his selling, his selling is the best. Now. I love his selling. He has said that he's more interested than ever to go and live in the States and work for WWE. Which is surprising because he's been dead set against not, he didn't want to relocate to the United States. I just saw an interview where he said him and his wife, they just renovated their kitchen or something. I would imagine to, they would keep two homes. He didn't want yeah. to move. Yeah. But, yeah. See, mean, the thing is for him though is he's got to know that he's walking into a $2 million deal. And his body is like, what's he, 30, 31? His body, like that bump card catch up to him. Ticking, right? So, and again, we've said it a million times here. You cannot be a worldwide recognized superstar in wrestling if you do not have a run in WWE. Yeah. He's got to look at it like this. He can make $2 million a year, whether that's going to Tony Khan and having Tony bungle him, like he's bungled every other big name debut he's had, <laughs> or it's going to WWE and trusting Triple H to make him the biggest star yep. on their roster, or can he get enough from New Japan and Impact to live comfort or TNA 
to live comfortably, still be able to do Revolution Pro in in UK and make the money? That's the question. Well, this is what we talked about earlier this week in our group chat was that I think he will go to WWE because he's he sat back and he's been a part of, like a minor part of All Elite now, but he sat back and he's watched what they've done to guys like Kenny Omega, who's getting a championship match finally. Guys like Brian Danielson, where and Wardlow, who's heating up. Also he, feuding with MGF. MGF's got like a hundred feuds oh going. Oh my gosh. So, so maybe Osprey's <laughs> looking at it and saying, if I'm going to come to the States like full time, maybe I should go to WWE. You know what? I would like to think he's smart enough to think that, but I don't think he is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe uh, I'm just I being optimistic. Yeah. I think his expression of interest to WWE it has to do with negotiation for, yeah. for Osprey. Speaking of All Elite and Kenny Omega, yes. when is the pay-per-view where he's getting the title match? Well, he's getting it on Collision, oh. right? which will have aired already by the time this drops. But So it's a throwaway. It's going to be... Well, he didn't, they said on Dynamite, they said they didn't want to have... Because I guess MJF's coming up to that record, Kenny Omega's record, and in three days. What is the record? Whatever it is, like hundred and how long he's sixty title, days yeah. or whatever it is. Is that the longest title reign in the company's even, history? I think so, something like that. But anyways, a- after Saturday, uh, if MJF is still the champion, he will have. They are not flipping the title on Collision, even though no. they probably need to to pop a number. Isn't that so funny though? WWE's going. Going to like all these venues, they're maybe going to progressive Drawing. progressive field in Cleveland for SummerSlam. They're talking stadiums, bash in Berlin, and AEW can't get two thousand fans to and watch. They the show. had just done their their show at Wembley where they drew a what Un- they call a record setting house. Un- and you know what? We talk about tides rising, yeah, right. As WWE gets hot, and it's not happening for those guys. Well, and it's the, crazy. It's booking uh, totally. So, so I you, agree. So I've said for so long, why are they not positioning Kenny as the top face to go? Head-to-head? Well, because they've got this stupid Callus family, Kenny Omega angle. does nothing for Kenny. Now Wardlow's back going after MJF. Yes. But here's the problem, because only because Cole's hurt. But wait a second. Isn't it's Wardlow, all messed up. Isn't Wardlow a baby face? And so it, now he's coming back against a, MJF, who's a baby face. So is Wardlow a heel? Well, a, MJF, is so, MJF is a temporary baby face. This is so ridiculous. Because the booking has no... You have to have... A, Anytime I ever booked an angle, and you know this, yep. finish line is this. Yep. Here's the, all the little story arcs we're yep. going to do, but this is the finish line, and we knew the finish right. line. It could change only if there's an injury or if somebody was so on over that we couldn't do anything with them. Omega, this is a throwaway for Omega because you know Callus is going to be the reason Omega doesn't win the belt. Now you've thrown away. It's like WWE's doing it at Crown Jewel with with LA Knight and way Roman. too soon for that. Exactly, yeah. way yeah. too so soon. So Omega versus MJF should have been a pay per view main event for maybe World's End, a new pay per view yes. December thirtieth. And you need to have it where the people going into a title defense like this, where it's MJF against Kenny Omega, who's an iconic star in your company's history. They have to believe Kenny Omega can win it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. going to turn off more viewers and not attract what you need. It's not good. There's there. nothing compelling it's in the stories. It's not good. No, over and there. to your, your point, Mike, I don't feel like Kenny Omega has put him in jeopardy at all. No, it's so, a throw. So, so it's like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. We've got, you know what it is? Tickets are probably moving terrible for collision. We need to pop some a, a, pop a number. Where's the, pop where's the show? Uh, Mohican Sun in Connecticut. Is Omega a star there? Well, I don't know. It's, it's not like casino. you're running Winnipeg and, and a Kenny Omega effect could draw some people. I don't know. And they it's basically when they announced Goldberg and Hogan on Thunder for Nitro on Monday, it's the same thing. But if you're, Three days But built. if you're going to do that, put Omega over so you get the shock factor and then they watch on Wednesday to find out where it goes from there. It's so bad. Because and it's like they're trying to like overbook their way out of this. It's, and it's, it's, it's like very simple. You got to put the brakes on, yeah. take a step yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Slow <laughs> right? down. Like, what are you guys doing? And ask this question. What can we do to make the heavyweight champion draw? Here's how we do it. He's got to be built up for a title defense against someone they all believe is due to be champion. Jay White's not that guy. Nope. Nope. Omega could have been that guy. Yep. If you slowed down and you had Kenny Omega absolutely trash the Callus family and leave that behind. And then it's Omega, MJF, and no nothing confusing about it, no other players interfering, and it leads to a match where MJF's legacy 
to be the real top guy and Omega's rightful place to be the top guy. MJF has just lost a lot of steam in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know because how you book the your, booking. Yeah, I don't know how you book your way out of it now. Honestly, like, like stop. his promos, just stop. Just his, stop. His, his, his promos have not been strong. No. It's just, it's kind of like he was get, he was like a 10 out of 10 and now he's maybe an eight. He's, he's just, it's just, I don't know. It, like he is, if he's looking at that contract situation and he's looking at WWE, he's an idiot. If he's not thinking that's where I got to go. Well, he'll get it. He, he'll go. He'll I, be a I can't see well, him staying. Yeah. This, I, I think you might be more, that might be more likely. This now. current, this current climate of MJF is even worse than when Cody Right. Got de-elevated because of con- confusing booking and direction. Arn Anderson left yeah. the company. Big deal. This, Rick Flair got to the company. Big deal. I was just gonna say this is WCW all over again. Where it's they're worse. taking, they're bringing Rick Flair. It's a revolving in, door. And it's like I said. I think I said this two weeks ago on B. She's wrestling. I think it's gonna be Sting against Ric Flair at Revolution. Oh. That's what it's gonna be. If that happens, I guarantee what? you that's what it's gonna be. What in the world can Ric Flair? He doesn't. He doesn't even cut a good promo he like he used to. He fell asleep during his last match. What's the average age in AEW? If, if any listeners out there can let us know what the average age they, is. They bombed Edge. Oh, they bomb like Adam it, Copeland came in and it's bombed. Yeah, and I told you good. what they had to do with yep. Adam. If they had done Adam face to face with MJF, I've yep. come here to win the AEW title. Fans would be like. Are they going to do it? But you know what else they did? I don't know if you watched the show this week, but they were ta- they were interviewing Renee Paquette was interviewing Adam Copeland, and he basically said, "You know what? I'm I'm not coming for the TNT title for Christian's TNT title. Oh, so we're gonna now we're gonna make that title mean nothing? Like that has no value? You don't want to go after oh, that? Yeah. I'm just like, what is happening here? The what, strength what of is the, going on? We talk about how strong independent wrestling is drawing at the local level. It only I'll tell you. As, as somebody who's looking at investing in local wrestling or always does look at re- mm-hmm. investing in local wrestling, I would put my own money into local wrestling. I would lose my own money. The strength of AEW has to be far healthier for me to think I've got a three-year return yeah. on on the business. If AEW comes to Winnipeg right now, they're going to draw 4,000 people. Yeah. And it's going to be pitiful because you've got nothing that they can do with Omega that people will care about. Jericho's Jer- been killed. Jericho has nothing that he can do. And Don Callis is actually killed. He's not making anyone stronger. So the three Winnipeg ties that can draw are nothing. Yeah. And John Moxley, is he hurt? Doesn't matter. I think he's back from no, the concussion. No, he, he's, he's back. But... but he's not very good. Whatever happened to Hangman Page? Nothing, because he was not very good when they put the title on him. When you get the title on your best guy, in this case, MJF was the right guy to be the champion, you got to give him good people to work with where he's constantly vulnerable, where people think he's going to lose the title to this guy. Yeah. Never happened. When Shawn Michaels wrestled Steve Austin, everyone knew it's Steve Austin's time. Yeah. Right before that at the Rumble, he wrestled Undertaker. People thought, maybe they go to Taker and they go t- Taker Austin. Before that, it was Michaels versus Brett. How is that finish going to go? Nobody knew. It's the Montreal Screwjob. Yep. And Michaels the wins work. the title. It always, <laughs> it was a work. It always, it always, when people think, I don't know what they're going to do with the title, people walk. CM Punk was a work too. When pe- it, it, it's been proven. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all this pat, bad bad booking, this won't happen with any of my shit in CWE. I'll tell you, I'll promise you that. If it starts to happen, you're just gonna say, no, "I'm not, I'm not coming." I promise you, it won't happen with me. Are you booking your own angles? Maybe. <laughs> I, I will also. I I will double down on your promise. If Mike Davidson produces a wrestling show, and it's an if that's likely never to happen. Six percent, seven now, seven today. Okay. I bought a custom championship belt for a reason. I boys. had a look at it. It's beautiful. If Mike Davidson runs a wrestling show, I promise you there will be a clear line of what the booking is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to look back at it and audit and go, what was he thinking? It will yeah. be very clear yep. because what I would sell is conflict. Conflict and and competition. What is the competition? Who wants to wear that fucking that feezing <laughs> custom belt? <laughs> We're leaving that. Leave that. <laughs> Who wants to Beep. wear that feezing championship belt? And then yeah. the other thing is, why do these two want to wrestle each other? They seem to not like each other. That's how matches get over. That's why I do promos the way I do them. By the way, your promo about JFK? Yep. Perfect promo. I can't wait to watch what you dropped this week. It was a very There's good promo. There's going to be another one coming up in November. So so you're not doing one this week? Well, I can't. Listen. I one can't. a week. Well, hey, listen. Hulk Hogan did one promo a week leading up to Bash at the Beach 1994, and that was the best drawing pay-per-view at WCW. Up I have the third promo ready to go. And actually, I wanted to do that promo at the Grassy Knoll in Dallas. 
I lost my voice for three days. You guys heard when I called in with the event center, that was my voice recovering. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. I couldn't speak. It was horrible. Now I'm going to tip off the listeners. I was the one who said that's the most controversial place in the United yes. States. Do the promo from there. I would have pointed to the sixth floor and say, that's where one of the shots came from. The grassy knolls where the other shot came from. Yeah. It's like going into the rumble to remember in the CWE where 50 different guys are taking their best shot. It won't matter because unlike JFK standing on this X, I am not doing the job. That is so funny because that's exactly what I was going to do, but it was too loud with the yeah, traffic. Oh, it's very loud. And, it's, and there's cars going by. I had to like sneak out there to get a picture. Yeah. But you know what? The effort was there. The other thing is if you had done the promo there, the backdrop had to be the picket fence yeah. because that's the... The wait, big score. Wait till my promo in from Disney World next month. Everybody's gonna love love that one. Please do. Please make Don, uh, Mickey Mouse do the job. No, I'll be wearing mouse ears. Don't worry. What are we at for time? We are at forty nine minutes. I never ask in the second segment, but I want to go to the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. Dig it into the mailbag. We got two this week, as always. No remember, audio questions. No audio. That's where I was going. I would love to hear some audio questions. You can send them directly to Mike Davidson on Facebook. If you're friends with him, you can send them. Nobody's to, friends with to me. The Mecca. If you're friends with him, you can Nobody's send them. Nobody's friends to, with him. No. Nope. Send them to me. Nobody's friends with me either. No, but you people are friends them. with you. Nobody like me. I'm difficult <laughs> to work with. <laughs> or Everybody email. says I'm difficult to work with. Yeah, email put us. me on the show, eh? Totalbees at gmail.com. I'm an we're getting, we're getting heat already, aren't we? Uh, we're also on X and of course Instagram. No. Oh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram. I have not downloaded the update because I, I prefer, I, I keep it as Twitter. You, you still keep... have the little tweet bird or whatever? Yeah. What's yeah. that bird called? I don't know. The Twitter bird? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I refuse to get the X. I, I have the Twitter. X. All right. Phil says AEW is looking to hey, expand Phil. their pay-per-view schedule. What is the right number of pay-per-views for AEW? Is, okay. that, is that Phil Brooks? <laughs> Maybe that's Phil Brooks. <laughs> so AEW, uh, I know my number. My understanding is that they're going to do eight branded AEW mm. pay-per-views and four Ring of Honor pay-per-views. It used to be when they started, it was going to be four and yep. it was going to be quarterly and that allowed them to slow down the booking and allow people to get invested in yep. the stories and the stories could go a little slower and they and if they had if they booked with the philosophy that i believe in you know the finish line and you work backwards that would work i like four and in i even like six i like six ring of or i like six six um aew pay-per-views bi-monthly with a bit of a slow build and i like two ring of honor pay-per-views Problem is, Ring of Honor isn't even a brand. Nobody watches their stream. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Stop making it part of AEW and just the lighter version of it. Stop having guys talk about the Ring of Honor title like it's on equal footing with AEW. Go to a two-month pay-per-view situation where you can spend one or two weeks wrapping what happened at the last pay-per-view, the followed of the story, and then feed it in week three or two after the pay-per-view, oh, this is where they're going. After, right. So you have the pay-per-view, and then you have the aftermath of the pay-per-view, then you start to build to the next pay-per-view. And if you do that, and you slow it down, and you pace it, and you, and you let the heartbeat tell the story, beep, 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 is how you go with the pacing of the story, as opposed to zoom, and people are like, this is confusing, and I don't get it. It's like guys hitting a bunch of high spots in the match that don't mean anything. Exactly. Grab a chin lock once yeah. in a yeah. while. Let me understand it. Yeah. Let me digest if I like it. And if I do decide I like it, let me want more of it. Yeah. That's how you do it. Now, for me, I will say this. I would say for AEW, the right amount for me would be four. Yeah. Which I know won't happen because of they want more content. So knowing that, I'll go, okay, no more than six. Mm-hmm. I But I would also go back to having Battle of the Belts, which was supposed to be their version of the Clash of the Champions, actually mean something to potentially build a little more steam yep. for these pay-per-view events. But they can't because they can't. they're doing three nights a week of right. TV. So that's not going to happen. So I'll say six pay-per-views for Ring of Honor, I will say, I, I agree with what you said. It's it's a nothing brand. But if you're going to do them, I would do the anniversary show that you usually have around February, March. I would do Death Before Dishonor, which they usually do in the summer. And then I would do Final Battle at the end of the year, make it three, and that's it. All right. Well, I, I agree with that. I was going to say six and four, six AEW, four Ring of Honor. But I like three better. That makes more sense. Those are like their real anchor 
what yeah. ROH is known for. So I would go with that. And I'm going to wrap something else on that thought. One of the problems AEW has is they have an identity crisis between Dynamite, Rampage, Collision. What they need to do on that Friday night Rampage show is use that to develop their talent underneath that gets no TV time on the other two shows. Almost like an NXT show. But with really good matches. No angle, just really good matches. Make that the show people want to see because, holy, they apparently this was an amazing match. That's what they need to do to that. Make it less about story and more about action. Make Collision what Collision is and make Dynamite what Dynamite is. And have different people involved in creating the story. Because right now, one guy seems to be doing it, and one guy is so neurotic. He's drowning. Yeah, it, this this could go worse than WCW in the next year if he can't get a handle on things. Nothing is working, and yep. that's a bad sign. All right, second question coming in from Chad. He says, Ari Emanuel recently overruled a few of Vince McMahon's decisions. What does the future look like for Vince McMahon now that he doesn't have the same kind of power? Hmm. Well, I guess I'll go first. Sure. Um, it is the Mike Davidson talk show. It is. I think if Vince McMahon knew what the first six months of this merger would look like, he would have walked away from that deal, done the deal with the Saudis, who would have just given him the money, and it would have stayed WWE, just different owner. Yeah. And he would have had all the power in the world, and he would have been able to run the company exactly as it was being run when he was the principal shareholder. And now UFC's back in bed with the Saudis when they they basically ended their relationship several years ago. Now they're back with yeah. us. Now for Vince had to know the minute you bring in business people who are going to have more say than you have, that you are basically evolving into retirement. And that's what he should do. Mm-hmm. I think he should step away much like when, um, Kerry Silken sold to Sinclair broadcasting. Kerry didn't remain he remained the ROH founder. Yeah, figurehead. But, yeah, but he didn't remain involved in the company. It's time for Vince to just say, I had a great run. I have a legacy that probably will never be touched for important things to develop wrestling on an international business scale. And I have nothing left to offer. And that's what the future looks like for Vince. If yeah. you try to stay, you're too old to start new. And you have you probably don't have the money to buy it back, so you gotta accept it. Your time has come. Yeah, I think as far as what the future shave that stash. <laughs> God, is it bad? Hey, I I think what his future is is exactly that. I think his time is is up. Go in the Hall of Fame as the founder, yeah. and you I know. don't know if that. I don't even know. I mean, that will obviously happen. If there's one person, there's, the Hall of Fame should be named the Vince McMahon Hall of Fame. You know what's going to be interesting is there's a Netflix documentary series yes. coming up on Vince that Vince doesn't have veto power on. Yes. And the story coming out that it's got veto power, there's no veto power, makes me wonder, where did they go? This is concerning. Yeah, it's concerning. That like, they're that, getting ahead of it that Vince did not have the power to stop it. They probably released, the producers probably mm-hmm. released that because mm-hmm. they have something that's going to drop some jaws. Yeah, I think we haven't heard the last of the uh, scandals. No, I, I, I see man. this being sort of a dark side of the ring Vince type thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I see this documentary being. So, Not to be confused with DCs of the local Rees, which will part- be returning very soon. Yes, But he will. participated, so why would he participate? I think, well, Jake Roberts participated in Beyond the Mat and then came out looking like an idiot too. So maybe Vince went in with like... Vince is a lot smarter than Jake. He would it, not expose himself to. When did this documentary begin filming? That's a good did question. Did before, before they... I think it did. Be- so then, because remember, they had stated he he was involved in this. They put the brakes on it. So they probably have a bunch of stuff in the can. And then... The Endeavor acquisition happens. Now they can kind of maybe tweak see, it. See, Vince made a big mistake with this. He should have controlled his own narrative. He should have wrote a tell-all or his own tell-all book, his own autobiography, and done his own uh, documentary when WWE was putting out all of those great documentaries like ECW and all of those back in that time era. Now, if he has no control, there are stories out there about him that are weird. Super super weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's... uh, that's all we have in the mail. Yeah, we're going to. Do you have an opinion? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm on board. I'm, I I agree completely. Um, if you have questions, mailbag 
totalbshees at gmail.com. And I want to know what's happening in the event center. This is your Bshees Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia, Friday, November the 3rd. Primetime Wrestling is in Prince George. Friday, November the 3rd, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Sook. Saturday, November 4th, Primetime Wrestling is back in Prince George. Moving over to Saskatchewan, Friday, November 3rd, Ringside Wrestling is in Regina. And Saturday, November 4th, Ringside Wrestling comes to Moose Jaw. We shift to our neighbors in North Dakota, Saturday, November 4th, Below Zero Wrestling is in Jamestown, North Dakota. And that is your B-She's Wrestling Event Center. I count six events in the event center, and I'm so happy that you got North Dakota in there, our friends at Below Zero. Yes. Keep an eye on North Dakota. There's some real good companies there, and Below Zero is one of the best. Cloud Nine is also in North Dakota, and the other one is Time, Time Bomb. Bomb. You wanted to go to a show in February in North Dakota. Yes, West yep. Fargo. I but can't you're going to be in Mexico. Well, the last place in the world I think I would leave Mexico for in February is the North Dakota. No offense to our North Dakota fans. We but can get trees. We can, but it's a, it's I, I'm already Drees in Mexico. So what's next for you when it comes to training for Rumble to remember? Just going to keep keep working, keep working hard. I'm, I'm coming with a chip on my shoulder. So you're making a comeback. Johnny Malibu's making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Who else is making a comeback? Casey Psy- Dirksen. Psycho banger Jaron Rose. I saw that. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So Carter Chen's going to ring announce the Rumble. Yep. And Marty Goldstein's still going to host the show like Marty Rumble? Goldstein's in the Rumble. Yes. Is he also hosting the rest of the show? I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Interesting. I asked people at CWE, hey, Mar- I see Marty Goldstein's in the Rumble. What are we doing for the ring announcer for the Rumble? And you went and hired someone. That's the kind of pull I have around here. I can make things like that happen. So you're basically calling your own shots. No. We talked about that already, but. Well, you know what? It's, I think it's, I have a vision for what I want to do. For all those people who think I'm difficult to work, to do business with, well, can confirm. Yeah, you're gonna see. You're gonna see. I had I had a promoter tell me, "I wish I had ten guys like you. You're so easy to do to do business with." Yeah. So you know I'm easy to do business with. Yeah. So my hope, I'm going to tell you because we're getting close to the end of the year now. We're mm-hmm. two months left, really. I hope that in 2024, Andrew Shellcross gets reignites his passion mm. and decides PCW premier championship wrestling makes a comeback. I would love to see that. I hope Primo stays in the game. Yep. And I would, I think the, I think the market is good for one more golden boy. Yeah, we'll geez be, I don't think it's going to be geese bees run no. by DJ disrespect. I, I think there's, I think I personally, I'll be honest. I look at the business end of it all the time. Yeah. I would be investing and prepared to lose in this market right now. So what are you going to do with that belt that's upstairs right now? I wear it when I get home. <laughs> I think you should just wear it around town. I should. Yeah, you should. Uh, 100%. You would. Uh, well, I don't know, around town. If you were the champ, if you beat me, you'd wear it. Sure. Yeah. That might be the nicest championship belt locally maybe, here. Maybe that's what we're going to do. It's a new 24-7 title. B-She's 24-7 title. There should be a B-She's Might title. be Blee's Bees. I don't know. How yeah. about a B's She's merchandise is I, what we need to I'm talk about. We're working that on that. There yep. are t-shirts coming. You oh, might wow. even hear about it by next week. And yep. I might, because now that I like, I like dealing in championship belts. I don't know why. I plan to wear them. Mm-hmm. I plan to win them. <laughs> you plan to win them. I'm going to win it. Yeah. I'm going to win it in the anniversary show. Yeah. I have yeah. to win the Rumble first. Maybe but. there needs to be a B-She's championship belt. There could be a B-She's wrestling. No. If I was to start, I'll tell you it will not be called B-She's Wrestling. Right. Be total B-She's. Last year, total I'll tell you that wrestling. there was there's days where it's more than it's ever been for me where I look at it and I'm like, I'm ready to fire. How about Mike Davidson Wrestling? No. Just like Tony Candelo Wrestling. No. 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 D- DCW, Davidson Championship Wrestling. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you. Okay, can I tell you something? Did you hear him pause there? He was like, yeah. Let me, tell you what, let me tell you what my vision would be. Okay. I am not ready to be the booker, much like when WFX mm-hmm. and I went to Liam. Mm-hmm. I would have Liam involved in yep. creative. Yep. I would have Harlan Abbott come in and yep. be a wrestler and be involved in booking because yep. I'm that impressed with what he does with, with top talent. Yep. And there's one or two others that run their own thing where yep. I would tap on them and run it like a where we would just, it would be constant bouncing of ideas. Yep. What talent, what will work. Yep. It would be different because of the visions. And I think if somebody did that, 
and it won't, it, it's not going to be me. I'm 44 years old. I do not have the energy to take on a project like this. But you'd be a, you'd have a hard ass in the back when a dope like Amir Jordan comes to the back and goes well, 10 minutes over is a lot of time. You would be a guy that would be an agent. Yep. I would be there being an agent because I'm damn good at it. Mm-hmm. And there would be that element. So the so the booking and the creative with, with Liam, it would be very, there might, some people say it would be too many voices but as long as I'm there to streamline the process. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Okay, Liam, this is where you come in. Okay, my my booking committee, find us the guys. You used to always do that. You would yeah. tell whatever talent, hey, yeah. go talk to that guy. Yeah. That's his deal. And I would say, okay, Harlan Abbott, hey, whoever, find me the talent that fits in to make a great company. And my job would be just to make sure that everyone could coexist. And I'll tell you something, that vision would work and it would be People would be floored at what they saw. Is this foreshadowing? I'll, I'll hang out with Mecca. We'll do a good cop, bad cop thing. You, you can be good cop for a bit, and then I'll be like, get out of here. <laughs> well, you, are you going to be in the Rumble? No, not, not go in the Rumble. In the Rumble. Cannot confirm. Go in the Rumble. Well, you'll just have to go to the Rumble and see. You know go what? Go into but the I, Rumble. I will tell you, if mm. you are in the Rumble and our paths happen across, I will shit-can you uh, right out of there. Of course. Okay. Of course. Go into the Rumble. And I feel Rumble. the same way. Don't That's turn your the back last on me. word. Go into the Rumble. And have a happy Halloween. with another edition of the Stampede Wrestling Show. 